Little Heroes Comics is a UK-based charity that creates and distributes comic-making kits to children through hospitals and healthcare organisations across the UK, keeping them far from boredom and closer to creativity. Head to littleheroescomics.co.uk to find out how to donate and to help at this incredible charity today. One of the ways you can help them out and get some amazing all-age comics at the same time is by heading over to fairsparkbooks.co.uk. Nothing is more exciting than creating stories for kids and Fairspark Books bring you a whole host of them in different and exciting formats that are all aimed at encouraging imagination. You can find such titles as How to Make Comics with Springworth, Gallant Namos, Snuffy and Zoe, Megatomic Battle Rabbit, Leaf and so much more. Fairspark Books are partnered with Little Heroes Comics so a portion of the profits go towards their goal each year. Go to fairsparkbooks.co.uk and littleheroescomics.co.uk today to find out more. Little Heroes Comics. Bring a huge smile to comics creativity today. Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your hosts, David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadakat, and Tom Stewart. I've had a wee bit, of a wee bit of a cold, so I brought my own mug with me. Oh, just, okay. Uh, no just anything. Oh. Like pink badges. Always. Always. Oh, I'll check it. I've had this one at home, so... Oh, thank you very much, sir. Uh, uh, we're doing some clear out, and these are fridge magnets. Wow. <laughs> League of Gentlemen, fridge magnets. Wow. So I thought, well, it should be in the comic as well. Fridge! Oh, yeah. Good thing. Yeah. Nikolai Dante and everything. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get them up. Thank you, sir. Um, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Much, much, much enjoyable. Oh, you had that, yeah. Thank you very much. It's great, isn't it? It's really, really yeah. good. Yeah. You, really you've good. read it as well, I read it. I yeah. really liked it, yeah. It stuck with me, the Well, I've brought some of your stuff back. <coughs> the park that never opened. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good good book, that one. You enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Oh, and... Uh, for, for today, I could actually talk about this if you count him as a superhero, oh, yeah. which I probably wouldn't, but his <laughs> British comics all the same. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I want, I want to see the, the third one. The third one's on Kickstarter just now. All right. It's actually funding just now, so you can even get it so that you get the other issues. Mm. Heads by Rick Jackson. Mm-hmm. Rick's always been a big... A big uh, supporter of the, uh, the podcast and everything as well. So cool. Really good. With a nice hobby, look. Yeah. Um, but he's doing his third one just now. The cover for it's really nice. It's that big cat head just like powering mm. over the, the two of them. It's really cool. And your cycle killer with a skull mask. Yeah. Right, who wants some of this? What's that one? Sour cream and chive. Oh, yeah. We've also got extra virgin olive oil hummus. Is that to mm, sacrifice? Onion and garlic dip. Mm. Oh, uh, I'll avoid the humus, but um, the other two uh, are more my sort of thing. Good, yeah. yeah. 
one casserole dish that can double up as a bowl. That's a dog bowl. That's a casserole dish? <laughs> That's one of your dog's bowls, <laughs> mate. It's part of a dinner set that my mum had. Dinner set for dogs. <laughs> you can just see the tongue going in, eh? In all the water. I always thought these were for the dogs as well. Just, so. No, no, they never stopped me. No, no, <laughs> just immediately saw that and thought, oh. They're mixing both. I'm going to do these first and get it out of the way. Because if not, (laughs) Tom will not be able to do the podcast. So I went to Spain, obviously. Uh And I brought just a few samples of things that I brought. Okay. Right. Oh well, um, are we going to are we going to do that first? We'll, we'll, we've all picked up because I've got a big stack to go through as well. So, that's fine. so I bought a few Dolmen magazines. I bought them. Nice. I, I actually ordered them from the uh, company who made them. Uh, I also ordered this book, which I'm quite looking for. Well, that's a big articles, mm. well, history of uh, different comics that appear in 1984. Oh wow! Um, concentrated especially in the American market. Mm-hmm. So I had to look through. I thought that looks actually really good. That's a good era. Uh, so that's that. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's waiting for. So finally, with me, the third volume of Ooh! the Chronicles of Man in Pyjamas. Amazing. That's the Confessions of Man in Pyjamas. I haven't read it yet, but okay. it looks amazing, as mm-hmm. per usual. And the latest oh, by Paco Roca. This time has a, a historian writer called Guillermo Corral. Right, okay. And obviously this is a big homage to Tintin. Yeah. And yeah, the Mystery that. of the Unicorn. So that's <laughs> a, the treasure of the Black Swan. That's how it's called, and essentially is the story about. Well, they are looking for a treasure, right? Okay. Of a, of a, of a ship that went down centuries ago, and it's based on, on real events, right? And then Paco Roca likes to mix reality and fantasy, mm-hmm. and it tells makes you a story so that, and that looks as well amazing. Good, good. So, oh, that's beautiful that one. I saw Fanta Graphics had Paco Roca yeah. signing at San Diego at their table. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I never saw that. Yeah, because he, Fanta Graphics, I said the last time, um, at, least they, they, at least they published three or four books. Mm. And hopefully they'll have more. Because this one is a compilation of stories from newspapers so or the weekly magazine, so it takes a while to... To compile and maybe you can see changes in the in the techniques he uses or the art it's nice oh mate thank you for showing them off at the top <laughs> the man in pajamas man in pajamas God, just like that line yeah it's just at some of the st- styles i mean some of the i've seen some of it oh my gosh and just looking at the art it's, it's just beautiful it's absolutely gorgeous I also brought all my Justice League comics, so it's a pile about that. Because all the Justice League, America and yeah. Europe, and some specials mm-hmm. 
um, at least I have one of the Justice League quarterly. At least I have the number one. Is yeah. there? I checked that. Uh, I'm right. not sure if I have, because I think I have one or two of them. Right. But number one, I have it. It's in that pile. I need to look through. I see if I can. So I remember, two and three were really good. Uh, four was. I remember one of them was um, Cap. Was it Captain Gloria or Commander Gloria? What was his name? Sort of homage to Captain America. Yeah, Gen uh, was it General Glory? Oh, General no, Glory. No, no. I can't I remember his name. We always forget his name. Anyway, I remember one of them, he was quite yeah. prominent in the book. One was the conglomerate. That was like the booster gold doing superheroes for money. Two, I think that's number one. That was number one. Two was uh, Nebula, Mr. Nebula coming to earth again right okay three was uh the ogosh they went back in time to pre-crisis and saw the old justice league but they'd shrunk oh, wow. and, the, and going back they all shrunk so they're in the room with them but they're shrunk and four must be the one with the four uh, actually no. i think by that time well, I always had loads of wee stories and things. I can't even... Oh, four was a kind of guy and ice maiden... Uh, ice maiden story. Right, okay. Guy and ice, yeah. I love when you, you open these books and there's just, like, little pictures at the oh, start. Oh, they always do... Uh, they do the same with the magazine. They always done little details yeah. and pictures and... But it's like you, you've, you've barely even touched the, the opening credits page or anything and it's just you know straight away bang there you go lovely lovely wee piece so they've done two of these books called animal annuities or animals mm -hmm. so they've done this one concentrated in 19, 1984 and then they've done another one 1975 mm. and again it's the same idea is that they have different writers and they do an essay or a piece We've got pencils and yeah, yeah. They, there's all kind of illustrations and yeah. sketches and posters and nice book. Yeah. So it's if you like that era <coughs> and that sort of thing is oh, that's nice. It's beautiful. La madre, what the heck, man? I got um, a couple of vouchers ah. and so I, I spent them. But yeah, we can see that. Yeah, uh, they weren't even. It wasn't even really that. That much really in, in compared to what I got. I'll be quick. So I picked up a couple of things. <laughs> uh, I got. I've not. I've. I've only read two of them, and I'm halfway through another one. Sorry, three of them. I'm halfway through another one. So I'm not entirely sure as to the synopsis for a lot of them. So I, I just bought them on on a whim kind of thing. So I got A Thousand Coloured Castles by Gareth Brooks, which I think, for, if I remember rightly, is all done in Korean. Okay. Which is quite nice. Um, Just like a sports student's essay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just like the look of it more than anything. Um, I kind of like, I, I see a lot of Gareth Brooks stuff online, and it just looks quite nice, so... You've had a look at this. It's nice black pages and stuff as well. No. Very crayon. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Uh, I got a couple of Kate Beaton ones, Harker Vagrant and uh, Step Aside Pops. Mm -hmm. I didn't think they were that big. 
I thought they were wee things, but they're, they're pretty huge. Nice little funny anecdote stuff. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're fun. I like the um, I like the, the sort of quick cartoony strip style to them. I do like Kate Beaton's humour as well. It's kind of it's a bit um, it's a bit out there. I had a really skewed idea of Kate Beaton for years. When she was first online, there was they're in this one. It's, mm-hmm. it's the Wonder Woman comics. So did you just think, oh, she's the one? Somebody check these out. Somebody online was like, check this out. That's, Wonder Woman uh, skip. And I went and looked and went, ah, okay, that's pretty good. And forgot about it. And then, like a few years later, it was like, you know, Kate Beaton history and, and all these different topics. You know, I thought oh, that's the Wonder Woman strip. <laughs> so I, I still kind of think that. That looks very interesting, especially this. I mean, it makes a commentary about Kierkegaard, uh-huh. mm-hmm. so far. I mean, that just yeah, there is something there. But they're just like these are all kind of things. Extreme satire of them. You know what I mean? Like they're oh, so the other way. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Making them babies and all this kind of stuff and doing like mystery things. It is really nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I like that. I went on a bit of a a no brow mad. A mad buying spree with them, so I bought these from No Brow in Waves by AJ Dungo. Which some of those visuals of surfing is unreal. Oh, yeah, it's basically the history of surfing, but also laced in between is the story of him and his uh, and his wife and how she died. and a lot of like their ties to surfing and everything as well, but it's a lot of those kind of visuals uh, that are on the cover inside, but really lovely. It gives me sort of a, as, I was, as I've been going through it, it's almost like a Tilly Walden sort of looking character. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not the visuals because it's a, it's a lot more, everything's a lot more solid, like the lines are a lot more solid and everything, but yeah, really nice and a nice, nice solid book as well. Out of nothing, I read and was totally bowled over by it. It was amazing. It's um, it's kind of like the story of this blue alien thing that travels through key moments in time, and you get to see those key moments in time. And where they need a little push along, she kind of just says, "Oh, maybe you should use this beaker, or maybe you should go up that tree, or whatever that kind of thing," and sort of pushes them along. And it takes you through the sort of history of the universe. And where we're going, and how the worlds all come together, and that. But see, some of the visuals in it are just absolutely spectacular. Um, very. I got a slight, uh, I got a slight kind of Kirby vibe off of it actually, but just because of the way some of the stuff was done through sort of explosions in space and all that kind of stuff. And, but it does go into. Like them all being in caves and doing paintings and all that kind of stuff. And then it, if you cut further ahead, there's sort of Renaissance area and it, uh, times and whatnot. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. Really nice bound as well, out of nothing. Daniel Locke and David Blandy. Very good. Mm-hmm. Before I forget, Dead India by Hamish Steele is by far my new favourite book 100% it 
it has got a very sort of Steven Universe vibe. Yeah, it looks good. Right, it. Yeah. yeah, very, very that kind of vibe. But the characters are all on their own. There's no every everything else in it. I don't think hark, harkens to anything else really that I've ever seen before. It's these kids that work and slash live at um, a amusement park, uh, predominantly in the haunted house area of the park, uh, but the haunted house area also doubles up as a portal to hell. Um, Lovely! And it's all these different sections and levels of heaven and hell and all these demons and angels and stuff coming out and uh, possessed dogs and all this kind of stuff and oh my god the, the characters are so well fleshed out, it looks great, you get a, you can almost hear your your own voices from them so they, like, they, they have their own, so much more character to them that you can hear their individual voices through it, you know it's really well written, beautifully put together I absolutely adore this book and it looks gorgeous. It looks very much Steven Universe. Yeah. It's, it's clearly heavily influenced by that kind of stuff. But, like a lot of the characters are um, LGBT and whatnot as well, but it's not thrown in your face either. Like there's, it's not. That's not the main point of it. Is you know, it's yeah. a, it's a character piece overall, but it's also very well put together story follow up there's a second part coming as well in October or November very nice absolutely gorgeous so much fun I think it's more in the range of sort of teen as well as opposed to sort of children I don't know I can't remember I can't remember the sort of, see when you try to remember just the, the specific language of something you kind of think like well I can't, I can't, I can't really <coughs> think just some of the stuff they talk about I'm kind of like mm, I don't know if I would show that to more younger yeah. audiences but I don't know I think it just depends on your sensibilities mm-hmm. but the thing is Steven Universe is really it's not so much for younger kids hmm. but there's you could. If you are a young teenager, he hits you just on the spot. Yeah. Because um, my son loves it. And my daughter, she's, she follows it. But, and she likes it. But she's not so fast. Yeah. Whereas right. my son is like, oh, this is really good. And he yeah. just can't wait for the the last two seasons to be aired in the UK TV and all that. Well, I'm clearly a, uh, I'm clearly a young teenager trapped in a 30-year-old's body. <laughs> I'm not even a teenager, I'm a child. <laughs> but absolutely adored it. Such a good. That looks really good. Yeah. There's some big massive twists in it as well, so it's. Uh, yeah, it's great. Absolutely love it. Um, Eileen Gray, A House Under the Sun. I just like the look of it. The um, characters and everything kind of look very Kate Beaton, to be honest. Really nice. Um, but. I was actually just kind of taken with how it looked. I didn't even really know anything about it. I just mm-hmm. saw it and went, oh, that looks great. I'll buy it. <laughs> I've been doing that a lot with books recently, just kind of going at face value, just yeah. getting a, a glimpse at maybe like a page or two and Page. then going for it. And I'm, I've actually been rather surprised in a good way, so much so that I'm doing it more often now. Mm. It'll be more of a surprise reading it as well, because all you've known is you've seen enough to go, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then you don't know anything else. Yes, so exactly. Most of it is like... Surprised, yeah. Exactly. Same with good. Uh, same with Kingdom by John McNaught. 
I hear about this everywhere anyway, but it, it was a case of nobody spoiled it yet, nobody said anything about it. I just keep seeing these absolutely gorgeous visuals. Mm -hmm. Look at the amount of panels on this thing. Yeah. But it's beautiful. And there's no it's hard black time. lines or anything. You know. Um, wow. Just really nice. But the cover alone is something that, just that wee lone seagull on a rock mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's nice. Uh, Reinhard Kleist, Johnny Cash. I used to have this a while back, but I lost it. Um, so I bought it again. I do like the, the sort of autobiography. I do like the autobiography Reinhard Kleist stuff. He's done Castro, Cash, and Nick Cave so far. He did that Nick Cave one. So if your surname starts C A, you're in. Yeah, yeah, Castro, Cash, and Cave. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Fucking hell. <laughs> I don't know if he's so done any other ones, actually. Let's guess what's going to be the next one, then. Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, here's hoping. Well, Nick Cassavetes. I found that quite late on. I found that in an HMV. Um, when, you know, when they start selling them in HMV for, like, a fiver. That mm -hmm. kind of thing. Right. God, that was about ten years ago. Great Yeah. And... Everything was at least... Ten years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, it is definitely getting that way. You know the ones that the ones that really surprise you are always a bit of a scare. Eh? You like, know, you, you know, you think something like like recently I was reading this. Um, well, I know what it was. It was Blue Planet. Remember Blue Planet uh -huh. Two? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, yeah, Blue Planet, that was on. Yeah, I remember that was on before. And I was thinking, maybe seven, eight years ago or something. And it was like 2001. I went and looked into mm. it. The first one was 2001. Are you joking? No. And that, that that was one of those that I went, oh my goodness. I bought the DVD when I lived in London, so that's why that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, right. So, see, that mm. didn't surprise you because no. you connected it to something. <laughs> Oh, well, I never thought it was no, I thought, oh, yeah. See, when you're like you're going on the outside and you go, oh, maybe nine, might even be nine years, you know. And they go, aye, 20, 26 <laughs> years, mate. And you go, oh. Right, so there you go. Wow. That happened with Spider-Man with me recently, the Tobey Maguire ones. Yeah. Because somebody mentioned something about the Tobey Maguire ones. I saw that at the cinema. I saw that at the cinema with... And I just suddenly went, one of my first ever girlfriends when I was in like first year of high school. And right. just all of a sudden I'm going, oh. <laughs> oh. It, se it seemed quite recent <laughs> until bang. No, it wasn't. Yeah, honestly. I was thinking like, oh, I went and saw them with my pals and they went, hey, I've not hung about with any of them for about 20 years. I was mm -hmm. like, oh. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Uh, the last ones are a lot of uh, Kickstarters or stuff that I got well something that I actually got through for us um, oh. so I got Nick Prolix um, Slank Pictorial 4 oh, yeah. but finally the actual hard edition uh, with the additional stuff that wasn't in the ash can that he sent us as well so there's a nice coloured piece at the back as well oh. um, lovely little thing I do I, I, I haven't read any of these have you not? no Giuseppe's still got my other three so as soon as I get them I'll give them to you to read. That looks good though. Four's great. It is, it's really, I, I, I said a wee while back, it's almost like a retro London Love and Rockets. Because you can just kind of dip in and out uh, whenever you want, but all there's loads of different character stories going on in and around the one sort of yeah. narrative sort of thing. 
Always reminds me of the, the Elan comedies and all that, you know, the old ones. Mm. The art mm. is really nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Nick's got a really nice solid line to it. So you can borrow it if you want. Because I've read, I've read it. Unless you want to start from the start. I'll start from the beginning. Right. Okay. Mm. If you don't mind. And the Lang Wah. Oh, Lang Wah. Yeah. So Peter finally got it out to everybody. It's nice and coloured in places, and there's loads of different artists in it as well. But it's lovely. How do we? How do we sift through it? It's it's really good. I like the I like the sort of limerick poem about it, and him just dying for a piss on the way home. <laughs> it's lovely. I really, really, I thoroughly enjoyed that actually, and I like that it's a nice bigger size as well. Yeah, it gives the art more more sort of space to breathe as well. So it's lovely. There's a lot going on within it, you know, a lot of different artists and whatnot. So you needed that extra space. That is absolutely brilliant. Is that his ongoing yeah. logo? He's yeah. Using? WC. Yeah, WC. Watson's comics. That's 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 top marks for that. Yeah. Before <laughs> before they even open it, it's like, open it. I don't care what's inside. Tell it ten. Tell it ten for the logo. Just only for the logo. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to see. I actually want to see Peter do more of these. Yeah. What recognisable styles in there? Mm-hmm. Right away. Yeah. yeah. The main artist is the guy that did hot shit. Oh, <laughs> hot shit. Mm-hmm. But Alan's in there, Neil Slorence is in there. There's loads of folk. And last but certainly not least, is one that was sent on on that was sent on to us to check out. For all of us to enjoy. Captain Fishbeard, Volume 2. Oh yes. Captain Fishbeard. Yep. Tom Sparks, Captain Fishbeard, Volume 2. He's back. <clears throat> back for more. It just get, it literally just came out not that long ago. Um that's the only must have been Start of the month, something like that. And so he sent it on, and he sent a wee thing as well, saying, "Hey guys, hope you enjoy the book. Cheers, Tom." And he's done a wee cat and fish beard at the bottom of it. <laughs> there you go. That's me. Very good. Well, that's it. Thank you very much, guys. All right. See you later. See you later. All right. <laughs> you did well. <clears throat> ah, good uh, flatulence joke. That's what I need. Yeah. Holy yeah. humour. Hey hey hey. It's always good. Quack. Always a winner. So, <laughs> British superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't really have anything here, to be fair. I've got a few. I looked through You see, my... I was discussing that at home. Because mm-hmm. my wife, she asked, them So, what's the topic for you this like meeting? I said, British superheroes. And he goes, right. I said, yeah, that's a... Uh, Interesting one mm-hmm. because superheroes, as a genre per se, are very American. Yep. Yeah. And that's something, something you can say that, as a genre, genre came from there. Mm-hmm. Would you call King Arthur a superhero? No. He's a hero. Mm. He's got that magic no. sword and everything. Though. He, he got that sword out with a rock. Mm. Yeah. But I wouldn't classify that as superhero because then a superhero and you're looking into someone who wears a superhero uniform has power superpowers or skills mm. in that way you know these are certain things that you want to might not tick all the boxes but the majority of them mm-hmm. so king arthur i would say is fantasy 
Yeah. Character. With you could put legend, historical, mm -hmm. um, all these kind of things, but yeah, I wouldn't put King Arthur on that one. I take it you won't pick Sherlock Holmes either? No. Okay. Would you? As much as I love I'm Sherlock sure. Holmes, um, as much as I love Sherlock Holmes, I don't think he's a superhero. Mm. A hero, once again. Another sure. vital thing about the superheroes is the, the, the double identity. Ah, because I was going to say Doctor Who, but... The secret I'm identity. Sure about well, my wife said, what about Doctor Who? And I said, well, I would classify that more as a science fiction, mm -hmm. adventurer. He's not really much either, is he? You know? Two hearts and a sonic screwdriver. It's really, <laughs> you know... It's, it's only really the two hearts thing. It's not like he goes around flying about. It's the fucking target. He just completely change his mm. entire body and turn into somebody else. That's it. Mm. It's, saving the universe, it's not really yeah. a superpower, is it's it? Been... He does it against his will as well. It's only saving the universe <laughs> like several times. Teresa made melting and then Boris's head comes out of her body. <laughs> Sometimes he's got different powers that come and go, though, through the years. He has powers. Yeah, like yeah. sometimes he's like really strong. I remember he got locked in like a room and it was like a big metal door and he just pushed it in. Then what's the fucking need in the sonic screwdriver then? Well, <laughs> he didn't have it at that point. <laughs> he didn't need it, clearly. I don't know, he's... It never makes any sense to me. They just change it up with Doctor Who depending yeah. on what the fans yeah. say. Oh, what the fans say? Yeah. Mm. You know, well, we, need him, we, need him, we need him to be strong now, right? He's strong. I think the two hearts thing was supposed to increase his stamina, which is how he's able to run around so often. Of course, I'm not a specialist in Doctor Who, so... Uh, anyway, I've got a memory. I was just speaking to my wife about this, funnily enough. So we're got, talking about wives. I've got a memory yeah. of... Wives about these I've things. got a memory of Doctor... Somebody said to the Doctor, like, you know, here's an aspirin or have an aspirin or something, and he goes... No, I can't take them. They kill me. And I'm sure the doctor who said that, and I just can't place it. You know, that annoying thing where mm. I remember, I can't even remember which doctor it is saying it, mm. or if I just imagined it, or if I read it in a book. I know some... some I need to ask my it's, not, it's no ringing a bell. I know some day. fanatics of Doctor Who, so yeah, I might be able to have an answer for you in a couple of days. Email in. Because mm. he has... No way. E what? E email in. What? Or... Tweet or whatever. What email? When when did the doctor say an aspirin would kill him? Mm. Okay. And if you email in, there's no prize for you. But I want to. You win a no prize. What? You win a no prize. We'll send you an aspirin. <laughs> I don't know. That's sending drugs in the mail, mate. Your I don't know about that. Two steps away from getting your house raided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be yeah, right. So yeah, and then. So we were talking about it, Doctor mm -hmm. Who came in the conversation and other things, and then I came up with three examples that I have in my collection. Okay. And my son came with another one. Okay. Which is a classic. Which is a classic? Yeah, it's a classic in the UK. Banana Man. Banana Man, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a classic. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. Attention. There is. Wow, your son came up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Jumping ahead to my lot and Nutty, mm. where the Banana Man comic started. He's a, a nice Banana Man comic. I am Lovely. a Nutty Banana fan. When's this? 1982, I think. That's, yeah, October 1982. I used to love the Nutty. 
this is what going way back, sort of on the way up to Grand's house on a Saturday, get a comic on the way up to read, sort of routine, you know. So beautiful as that comic. There you are. Yeah, so, yeah, my son. So get well, ready him. for some real mm. comic smelling with us guys. I'm a nutty banana fan. Free gift inside. Don't know what it was. Wow, it smells. We'll do it. It'll be a wambar. See if you can smell the wambar on it. He's got the whole back page in colour, banana man. Oh. That's smithy. They're not even the business. They really changed it when it went on telly. I think they totally changed Mm. it. Yeah, they did actually. Schoolboy Eric Wimp hides an amazing secret. Every time he eats one of his special bananas, he becomes Banana Man! Was it Bill Oddy that did the voice? It was all the goodies, wasn't it? It was all three of them did the voices, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, bang yeah. on, yeah. Oh. That's vintage. 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 That's we bit of colour in. There's always got to be colour in when, mm-hmm. when it's my. Does hey, look at that! They're doing a bit of a Hulk thing there. He's turned mm. into the Incredible Bulk. <laughs> and I thought, oh, green pen came out. That's mm. it. Couldn't resist that one. Wonderful. This is just banana man. I love how you always colour just in bits. Yeah. Never the full thing. Just just bits. Of no, you do a bit. Beautiful. Then, I don't know. I can't mm. remember. Well, then the best bits. Thanks. <clears> yeah. So there you go. That was that was your son's yeah, yeah. thought of Banana Man. Yeah, yeah. That's what the free gift was. British superhero. Your own Banana Man badge. Oh, because in little right in here it says not actual size. <coughs> Good lord, I have no mm. memory of that at all. Banana Man badge. Free gift inside. Your, your own, own Banana, banana Man, man badge. badge. Not actual size. There you go. eBay the night Banana Man badge. Oh yeah. 1980. Mm. Good would fall over if you put a badge on that size. I do always find it. Weird when he's, his face kind of looks almost desperate Danish and he's got the red gloves. Because I remember him just being strictly yellow and blue and he's mm-hmm. not got such a bullish face about yeah. him, not such a big nose. Yeah, you're right, the, you're right, the cartoon mm-hmm. did change it. Right, wait a minute, I'm going in the middle and then I'm going in. Go oh, for a big whiff. Just going for a big whiff there. There we go. That can make a smell. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have an interlude just now while Tom <laughs> covers left his body. <laughs> oh. Yep, that is amazing. Naughty. His astral projection is just mm-hmm. away <laughs> with the fairies. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Do you know the Naughty? Have you ever read a Naughty before? No. no. Draw. There was loads of comics on that. Mm. Draw Batman. three nutty doodles. Oh, yeah. You could win a super rally bike. You can get a different one every week. Loads of titles I can't even remember. Yeah. I've yeah. seen lists of them. Well, I remember when Giuseppe brought mm. that big collection mm. yeah, that's right, yeah. of magazines. And I don't know how many titles. I mean, I lost mm. the counter. I was amazed. But it's then I, looking back, I remember in Spain, there were as many titles, again, of periodical magazines coming out maybe weekly or every two weeks yeah. or maybe once a month there was one with lots of pages you know that yeah so banana man banana man wow. so give me some banana man i said well yeah that's a good addition yeah 
Does he know Banana Man from he's in the Dandy? Or no, is he in the Beano now? Dandy. Well, he was in the Dandy. He's maybe went, they've maybe put him in the Beano because mm. the Dandy first. I, I'm pretty sure he's seen in the Beano. Yeah, because mm. I think they wouldn't give up Banana Man, would they? They give up less or Dan. Oh. Although I see they're still doing annuals the way DC mm. Thompson does. Yeah. Stop I'm pretty sure he's seen in the Beano. Um, yeah. And the occasional cartoon a while ago, but yeah, he's seen. Anyway, I just go through the superhero ones yes. I got, uh-huh. uh, British superheroes. I'll start with this, um, which I brought before in a previous meeting, I'm pretty sure. Um, this is a Spanish edition of a comic created by Rob Williams and Trevor Hersheim called Class One. Class One. Um, it's from the beginning of uh, the notice, 2001, I think is. Have you brought that before? Yes, I have. Yeah. And it's talking about there's a lot of politics and a, a critique to um, absolute power and especially the USA politics in general and how there are these programs of superheroes, super soldiers they created and how suddenly some of them they're trying to corrupt the idea of it and there's a fight for the system and there's a lot of things going on. The art is really really good um, and that surprised me. I bought it in Barcelona years ago because I found it in one of the bookshops mm-hmm. and nice. I thought well, I'll give it a go. I didn't know that um, but I, rem- I recognized the, the writer and yeah. the artist mm. and I thought oh, I'll, I'll give it a go and I it was very interesting. So, uh, is this set in Britain or, or are they they're British creators? They are British creators, yeah, but it's not course. set in Britain. Right, okay. So, that's the link. The British creators. So, Class War. That's yeah. the, the comic. Rob Williams. Yeah, it was ComX, I think, was the oh, company mm. that made them. That online thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it took a while for the issues. I think it's. A, I think in the book it's about four or five issues collected. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took quite a long time each issue to come out. Yeah. But the quality is really good. I mean, Trevor Harrison at that time he was working already in, in 2008. So mm-hmm. was Ro Williams. So they were doing that separate from that. Yeah. Um. um doing their own thing. Doing their own On thing. The and. They started to work as well in the United States soon after. Right. So that was, I think, a way to just catapult themselves to the, the bigger market. Yeah. Well, yeah, as, 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 yeah. R- as writer and an artist, um, but for a, an independent sort of mm-hmm. company. So yeah. it's a really nice edition, that one. I was very surprised yeah. um, when I found it in Barcelona. I thought, oh, what's this? And it's on a hardback, really nice. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'll buy that. So, it's a good one. And I'm sure I remember reading it before when you brought it and being bowled over by it because I remember you saying Comex. Mm. Yeah, it's Comex. Yeah, it's the. But it's, I really liked it. Um, it yeah. had a particular period of time um, because of 9/11 and a lot of writers and artists reflected on. There was a lot of criticism to the way that. You know, governments, mm. society, and particularly United States yeah. acted or was acting then, or still acts, <laughs> unfortunately. But not just the United States, all our governments too. And um, 
several writers uh, and artists took the superhero genre to kind of say, wait a second, what happened if you know superheroes acted in a different way? Yeah. Warren Ellis was one of the first yeah, ones. It was, yeah. Actually, he here in the late nineties with a stone watch, and then who become that they become authority. Mm-hmm. Then. Mark Miller picked up authority from there when Warren Ellis left it, but he was one of the first ones to go and say, well, so if superheroes were like that and it existed yeah. in this sort of environment, they would take no shit from anyone. Yeah. They would just do their own thing. <laughs> and uh, there was a lot of things going there about cor- you know, corruption, bureaucracy. I think, uh, I think the, that's where you get things like the boys and stuff as well. Yeah, because they start yeah. to take that idea and then kind of make it yeah. more satire with Garth Ennis in particular because he he doesn't like superheroes he no. always said it's a genre he, he, he doesn't like yeah. he likes uh, war mm-hmm. stories he, he's very good at that and, and then he does his sort of violence and, and shooting but he took the boys in a way as well as a critique yeah. from there but also in two ways to the superheroes and also to government and again social events etc so that was, that was the link. I thought, well, this is the only thing I have. Kind of, yeah. They have superpowers, you know. It's based in the United States, but it's created by British authors. Mm-hmm. There's bits in there that look very. There's two artists. There's Trevor Hersine, and the end is uh, Trevor. Uh, what's the name? Travel Foreman. It looks like um. What's his face? Quietly. In places, he's, quietly. Quietly is another one that's had a big influence. Yeah, yeah there's so is, many artists yeah. that you go, ah, they're a fan of. Yeah, Frank Quietly. Yeah, yeah definitely. Influence, yeah. You've seen that, Mike? Yeah. And the next one has to be mm. for me. Yeah. Captain Britain. Mm-hmm. And I like that style better than the uh, the original one that he looked like a thug with a ski mask on. <laughs> I'll just join you here. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Captain Britain. Captain Britain. So. That probably contains, because uh, this particular book is from the Hachette collection, the ultimate graphic novel, yeah. and that is Captain Britain Crook World, which collects the Captain Britain by Alan Moore yeah. mm, and so. Alan Davis as the artist, and and he's collecting the, the different heroes, yeah. the UK. Magazines oh. and the Daredevils, I think it was. Yeah, because it's Marvel superheroes and the Daredevils number one and so on, and that's. And that's I don't think that probably reaches uh, when he got his own mag again. And I would say, yes, Captain Britain is a superhero here and everything, but it's not so much a superhero genre. It's more science fiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of sort of Doctor Who. Uh, vibe to it. Every time I see uh, Captain Britain, there's always accompanied by some sort of space look about yeah, it. Yeah, and, it, and it's just, uh, I suppose, that, you know, it's a heavy influence for the people at that time and the creators. Um, so, yeah, that's to me. It's all that mood bringing in all those alternate yeah. versions and, and the multiverses, yes. And it all started in that. Yeah, all the different multiverses and versions. I'm going to admit something. Let's hear it. I've never read Captain Britain. Oh. Neither have I. I've just seen them in bits of other ones. Like mm-hmm. the remember I brought in the Secret Wars, the sequel to the Secret Wars that should should not have ever happened because of the shortcuts and the artwork. Captain Britain played a major part in that. Well, the Captain the first Captain that I read was in Excalibur, mm. the Marvel series, mm-hmm. which again is beautiful. 
writer is Chris Claremont, the, the artist again is Alan Davis, mm -hmm. but that came much after that. And in Spain, when they did Excalibur, when Excalibur became a success, then they, they brought the Captain Britain by uh, Jamie Delano. That would be what's in here. Jamie Delano and Alan Davis. Yeah. And they brought that in this format, prestige format, which I think it was the one that Marvel edited these mm. stories in the United States as well. Mm. So in Spain, they just kind of did. Did Cumberton have a another costume that was all red with a mm. lion on it? Yes. That's the one that I, I said was like a, a thug in a ski mask. That's Alan Davis's version of it. Oh yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. With a lion on his chest and the yeah. big staff. Yeah. Oh right, okay, I get you. And, yeah. and he's the mask. He, he appears. Mask. He appears like that. Almost like the Grifter. The first, I think, the first appearance in Marvel USA of that Captain Britain. The first, I believe, is the Marvel team up with the okay. Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is actually yeah. drawn by. John yeah. Byrne. Yes, indeed. He's the one with the cover. He's, he's, got, right he's got Captain Britain. He's like that. He's yeah. sort of pushing so, the big, ma uh, the big right. mace over Spidey. Ah. And they are fighting. And the main villain is Arcade, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. ah, the little so computer I game geek. I think that's... Although it wasn't a computer game geek so much then, it was more about a theme park. Oh, yeah. He had his own theme park called Murder World. Yeah. <laughs> it was more about that. But... I think that was the first appearance of <coughs> Captain Britain in uh -huh. Marvel USA comics. Mm. Yeah, he, he, he used to appear in the odd issue of the series. For the most part, Marvel ignored Captain Britain, like Marvel US. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but then he would sometimes, you know when there was like a worldwide threat? Yeah. yeah. And it would say like all yeah. the Avengers and all the, you know, X-Men and everybody together to fight the dire wraiths. Or the or the picture of the zombified Captain Britain standing over the ruins of uh, of uh, Big Ben. No, I believe. Marvel zombies, perhaps. Marvel yeah. zombies. But we're yeah, talking about... I'm talking about much earlier. Late uh, 70s, early 80s. We're talking and 70s, it would be 80s. Like, and it would be like, and heroes from all across the globe. Mm -hmm. And you'd get like one panel, and it would be like a load of different characters, and mm. you'd get Captain Britain. And he'd be like, hello, governor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how he speaks? No. No. Well, sometimes he spoke like that in the American ones, yeah. In right. the American ones, <laughs> when he got his own <laughs> But, you, you know, he, he appeared like that, and then the first time, after after they changed the costume, mm -hmm. and then it sort of took off, Alan Moore wrote it and stuff, but still it hadn't broke through to the States. They still weren't aware of it. And he then they, put, uh, they did a Captain Britain guest appearance in Captain America, and he had it on this costume. Yeah. Oh. And it was before they knew anything about him, and all the facts in it were wrong and stuff. He didn't, huh. he, he, only, he didn't have any powers without his suit, and there was all this. That was an interesting couple of issues, to see them trying to do it. And then, of course, he came in a couple of years later, Chris Claremont was interested in him. And when they did the Excalibur that you mentioned... I was excited to read that because I had read the Captain Britain Monthly, but that got cancelled. And then when they brought them over there, they were introducing all the characters that had been in that to America. I, I, and I always thought I bet people think Chris Claremont's inventing all this. They always used to think that. I bet they they don't know any. Of, they've not read any of that stuff. So I bet they think this is all so coming yeah. out of Chris Claremont's yeah. brain. In in Spain when they did this. Yeah, they already put 
So for the fans of Excalibur, Sex of Tap was before Excalibur. Yes. So they put these stories. Mm. So by that but time. they didn't tell us that it was actually before that. All their stories were these ones. Mm-hmm. Which they were got published much, much later in Spain. Yeah, because I think what Alan Moore write in this. Yeah, because that's, that's, it comes directly from the yeah. British magazines. But all yes. the characters that appear here, which then, then appear in Excalibur, first appear in these stories. Mm. See, his origins, um, sometimes I've, I've read that it's magical, and other times I've read he's a mutant who's brother of Cyclops. Oh, well, there's well, different uh, origins for Cy- different Cyloc incarnations. was, okay, Cyloc. Yeah. S- Cyloc, um, yeah. In, in this, uh-huh. uh, he does have a sister. He always had a sister, Betsy Braddock. Yes. Yeah. That's in this. Yes. And because of the Chris Claremont connection... And the whole Captain Britain thing got brought into the X-Men mutant universe. And then before you knew it, Psylocke was a superhero now. Mm. Uh, drawn by Jim Lee, maybe, or something. I remember she had those little pointy feet and pink mm-hmm. tights on and all yeah. that. And then I'm just going, oh, no, come on, because I had got to know. Mm. I was quite a Captain Britain fan uh, back in the 80s because he had this... He hadn't been published that much so you had the 70s stuff you had the series that was out now and then you had these wee guest spots dotted around mm. and he, he seemed quite manageable it was like you know let, let me be able to get all the Captain Britain yeah. stuff you know so I was quite into that and I liked all the differences between them but then of course it became Excalibur and then it was just a part of the ongoing rolling machine you know yeah. so then it got I got worn away from it, you know, because yeah. it was just too much and they started changing stuff. Yeah, with uh, Captain Britain, I mean, this, the the origin that I like is um, the King Arthur, the King Arthur giving the powers yeah, to him. Her trip, I, I, I like trip that sort of... I like that idea. Um, being King Arthur, uh, this sort of magical super powerful mm. being and Merlin is there so all the uh, King Arthur Arthurian legend uh, legendary yeah. elements are there and are all linked intrinsically with any other myths from Britain so mm. I, I did like that <clears throat> idea and very in that way very authentic mm-hmm. um, and I like the element which I saw in Excalibur which when he was away from Britain he was weaker Mm. I saw that in the Marvel comics from the United States. So, um, Jose, but the closer he was to Britain, the stronger he was. I mean, when he was in Britain, he was as his strongest. That's when his powers, he had the most of the power and the strongest he was. But the farther away he was from Britain, the weaker he became. Mm. I did like that um, yeah. particular element. Um, and regarding the sister, the, the element about being a mutant, I think that was kind of just picked up a wee bit like that because he wasn't really a mutant yeah, no. Um, no. and and then they changed her and then they did a change of mind they put it in this Asian girl body which is also a ninja assassin and pff, I mean they just that's not the Betsy Braddock that I know either the fuck that the fuck that uh, <laughs> so yeah um, end of the day <laughs> sounds like the fuck so, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah that's but yeah Captain Britain to me is a uh, has to be there. Ooh, I like that. I like that he's, you know, there's the, you can't see the pupils, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, 
What is yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. The people don't really There's show some up, very scary stories there, and Alan Davis does the atmosphere and the, the drawing is just fantastic. Oh, I like that. Like in those two. And I do like that. I like the not being able to fit in the door frame because he's so, so big. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like that shows... It, it's one thing to show a superhero, you know, looking all buff and everything and flying through space and all this kind of stuff. And, oh, look at them, here they go. But put them in a normal situation, they they almost look more super heroic because they're, you know, they, they can't fit in with these surroundings. They're so ginormous. Well, so before before that suit and look, before Alan Moore started to do that style of stories, Captain Peter wasn't that big. No. Right, okay. They just did him. It, it was an average size. Oh, it was about the same size as Peter Parker because yeah. he went, etc. So then you see him as as Captain Britain we know now. Mm. And the guy, and Alan Davis, because it helps that Alan Davis has kept the continuity in the art and the look because he did all those stories and the Scalibur stories. And you can see him, and the guy is built like a brick house. Brick house. <laughs> and so it should be. Yeah. But it is, but you see it, and, and as you say, normal in the house. Sometimes they go to London and they yeah. appear in London and in other places, and they're in the metro and you know, and on the buses. And it's like he towers about everyone else, and it's like massive pectorals. And it's funny it d- deviation slightly because it's it's to do with Marvel films, but it's 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 two little bits about um, some of the Marvel films that I actually really enjoy that other people don't. Um, is uh, the second Avengers film when they go to Hawkeye's house mm-hmm. mm. and it's just all them you know they're in the full gear and they're walking about a, a country home I think that looks amazing you know Captain America's still sporting about with his shield and everything and the and the, it's huge you know what I mean and Thor's still standing outside in the middle of this field like alright we full gear on. Yeah, yeah. it just looks it looks great but another bit is Thor the Dark World he comes into like her flat. And yeah. He has to duck as he's coming and in the doorway, and he hangs his hammer, hammer up and yes. stuff like that. It looks brilliant, but those bits people hate them. People don't like those bits. They're like, oh, you know, it takes us right out of it. They're in a normal situation. I'm like, I want to see more of that. Yeah, I want to see a whole film with them just sitting around in costume speaking uh-huh. in a house. Buff Clark. Yeah, exactly. But they just look. They look more super. It's a funny circle. <laughs> <laughs> But they just look more super heroic that way. You put them in normal situations. I think it's something about Swamp Thing as well. I'm pretty sure Alan, if I remember right, if I remember rightly, there's bits of Swamp Thing just standing in the middle of towns and stuff like that. Yeah. And he just looks yeah. like that's where you get the real weird on the go because you're going, you know, this, if this thing came in the middle of your town, you wouldn't be going, oh, he's here to help. You'd be going, fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just great. I love seeing shit like that. So seeing him in the doorways and stuff, it just makes him look so much better. Black Knight in Marvel Comics, is he a British superhero? He's a the British, he's meant to be a British character. Uh-huh. But based again, again on the uh, Arthurian legends and uh-huh. things like that. Um, but there's been several of them. And the modern one, he inherits <coughs> the title of the Black Knight and the Black Sword from... Mm. Is that Union, Jack? Union Jack? No, that's uh, alternative. Um, oh, universe. Universe, oh, right, different okay. Captain Britons, yes. But Union Jack's another one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Technically. Yeah. Okay. He's a great. The Hood of Black Knight, yeah, original comic, and the Hulk. Oh, comic. you know, sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry. In the late seventies, 
And as that went along, Captain Britain came into that. Mm. So there was a connection. Are you? Uh, well, I'm assuming you both are Captain Britain fans then. I am. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was back in the day. Right, yeah. I, I still, I still read them. No, but I, I was still, still read the old ones, yeah. yeah. I still read I Sometimes I just sit down and just go stuff from <coughs> the fucking just read everything. Am I right? You know, he was connecting to Scalibur, I like that. The Scalibur that Alan Davis did. And yeah. I just stopped there and I said, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. I just have fun. And yes. And I just like that. Am I right in saying there's a new Excalibur series coming? Probably. Yes, I've heard that. that it's Comic series, not TV yeah. series. <coughs> Comic series. Probably. Yeah. Well, he's never been in any of the films, has he? No, no. Not even as a hint or a cameo. No. Or no. I wondered or not. No. No. Although not that yet. could that could change with the new uh, Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I love stuff like that. It always looks really weird, but I love it. And their funeral scenes, and they're all in their gear. Death of Superman and Identity Crisis. They're all scenes with them all standing out. And the oh my god, is that just loads of universe versions? Yes, because the Captain Britain is. Oh, it's got uh, a swastika. Yeah, there is. Uh, oh, there was loads of them. Because there were those different versions, lots yeah. of them. Because yeah. in each different plane in each different alternative um, universe there has to be a Captain Britain to defend mm. yeah. the realm <laughs> the thing that gets that's me that's kind of how they explain it <laughs> the thing that just gets me about it though is, is that it's that friggin Union Jack colouring on his helmet I just I, I'm not a fan of the, the Union Jack at all you don't like it no it just looks minging that's going to be a big impediment to enjoying yeah that then. I, I, I would probably still read it because it still looks great and he looks good like the the kind of red X across him fine yeah. but it's the, it's the Union Jack on his head that just annoys me right I've never liked that flag never liked that flag but anyway Captain Britain and the mm. last one I brought this is the most recent edition that I got the Miracle Man which originally was Marvel Man Mm. and because of the history of the card and the name had to change etc so we have a, a superhero that using <laughs> I'll join the you are, warrior <laughs> warrior uh, say in the war Kimota he becomes Marvel Man oh. so the is by uh, uh, Mick Anglo and the, I like this edition because it has the that stuff that was published in Warrior, yeah. and then it was published by Eclipse Comics, and but also has the classics by Anglo at the back, uh, and you have covers. And so these are comics from the fifties, right? Mm-hmm. And because yeah, it was a revamp of that old. Yeah, so it was a revamp of this stuff. Um, and that he was called Marvel Man, so I thought, well, that has to be, to me, another one of them. Mm-hmm. He's a the, character I know nothing about. I'm and then the the modern stories, it was Alan Moore, mm-hmm. Gary Leach, Alan Davis. So they were all British 
artist and Brit and British art, uh, writer doing this. We're probably something black and it's just a pain. Uh, yeah. I just bought the I just bought the first two. Yeah. But I did I did buy all the the issues mm-hmm. when they came out because I thought well this is it's rare material because there was a lot of legal wrangles going on for a mm-hmm. while. Because some of the rights were owned by Marvel, some of the rights were owned by someone else. Then there's the the part that Neil Gaiman did, which is I think the the, the second or the third series of it. Yeah. Uh, so that, there was a lot of the rights issues to are fascinating. Have you ever read it? And, and it, it just keeps going. On. It does yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they never got yeah. to. They, they had loads of problems with that Alan Moore stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Alan Moore didn't want to know anything, so they put the uh, the original. Yeah, writer. he just wants his name off. He didn't want his name off in a Marvel comic. Yeah. So he took his name off. And he didn't want it. So they put the original writer. Um, but I like that edition because it has lots of extras. Mm-hmm. This original artwork at the back it shows you. Um, um, and it took a while to come out some of them the, the delay you can get them in in hardback it's mm. really good so yeah Marvel Man Marvel Man Miracle Man so I'm kind of wondering uh, when when did that Miracle Man when was that first released early 80s was it 182 well in, so in the UK it was March 82 and ah. in, in the UK it was early 80s but mm-hmm. uh, in the United States came later yeah and it was Eclipse mm. yeah it was about 85 when they Eclipse comics it. that they got that cheers because um, Eclipse they put what did they put together because they got Airboy they call Miracle Man instead of Marvel Man that's what yep. they published there that's right. Scout uh huh um, trying to remember what other things they had I like the ad for So they found a few. So I had a few of them. Put you get that t-shirt <clears throat> yeah. And I. Eclipse. I remember. The Espers. This. Espers. John Burns. I remember. Yeah. They did loads. Eclipse were. Uh, Eclipse were. There was loads of them. Because in Spain they came later, in the 80s. Late 80s, yeah, and the same company that published the Marvel comics in Spain they published some of the Eclipse ones. And I remember this, I remember Marvel Man, well, Miyaka Man. Mm-hmm. That's me, that's my I'm afraid that's Sh- not your boat. Okay, sorry, I'll start on what I've got then in my goodie bag. <laughs> Ooh. You smell it before yeah. you see it. <laughs> That depends on what you've eaten, I suppose. Okay, I've got Eagle hey. too, right? This is back from when they were doing photo stories. Right, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh, dear. Oh, and, you, and you can see, starting in this issue, <laughs> amazing new photo story Invisible starts boy. today, oh. Invisible Boy. <laughs> wow. There's <laughs> some picture of furniture. Invisible Boy, as a C, he, uh, as I remember, he was he used to have little watch batteries, and he would when he put something happened to him, and then when he held onto these watch batteries, he turned invisible. As long as he, as long as he held onto it. I think I commented on this before that yeah. it would be a Invisible Boy standing in the middle of a field, and yeah. just a picture of some fields. Yeah, uh, invisible Boy right. standing on a council estate, and then a picture of just a council that's estate. That's right. You could see that this superpower was one that they were able to show in the photo stories. Yeah. 
And whenever he was whenever he was changing, they would make a negative of the photo. Yeah. So here we are. Eyes effect. New story. Yeah. So we're getting the kind of setting up that he's, you know, a bit of a nerd at school or whatever. But then here, there's the watch parties. I knew it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I should become a research scientist. Yeah. Working late at night inventing things. I wonder what this button's for. Hey, those flashes. What? Yeah. And look, look they've put on good effects and about now. Wow. Yeah. They went all out photo novella. Oh, no damage done, I hope. Oh, well, great. You know, carry on. Yeah. I'll just pick up these microcell batteries. Yeah. Wait a minute, I feel kind of funny. Look, it seems to be actually painful. And now he's looking right in the. Now he's looking right in the full body mirror. And it's no there. There's there's no sign. Oh my gosh! How did they do that? No reflection in the whole mirror. I'm invisible for Pete's sake. It's wonderful. Wow! Look, and then they're showing you some of the stuff. Pick this can up. It seems to be floating in midair, and you can see that happening there. Take a bite out of an apple. It looks as though a ghost is eating it. Ghost float, uh, apple floating in there. How did they do that? And then the, the, the ending thought bubble. I wanted something different. And by heck, this is it. I'm so different. No one can see me. <laughs> I'm the world's first invisible boy. Wow. Continued next week. So, I mean, really. Great, great stuff. That is great. And have a look at that. And there's a lot here's, of other Here's a lassie on the back cover. Uh, Kim Wilde, I believe it was. Oh, yeah. In the, in the wee look I got there. Kim Wilde. Fa- what was wow. the favourite of, of the dads? <laughs> Back in the day. Wow. So they are invisible boy, we must not forget. Mm-hmm. Although, boy. strictly speaking, no, not quite on. a comic. What is? It's a comic. Is it? Yeah. For me, isn't it? Photonovela. Yeah, it's a comic. Photonovel. To me, that's a comic. It's sequential pictures with speech bubbles. Yeah. And art of some sort. And awesome special effects. But it's not a drawn comic. No. That's, that's right. That's, not, uh, it's not that's drawn comics. It's a difference, it's not. A but we still admit it. We're not going to say no to it. Okay. Mm. Thanks. It's not like. Yeah, oh, I thought this is going to be. No, yeah. no, it's okay. No. Okay. <laughs> because I like it. <laughs> oh, you're sparking <laughs> off a debate. <laughs> How dare you bring this to the table? <laughs> oh, the recon. <laughs> I like this because that brings, you know, Mikon. background information that I never, I was never, yeah, sure. I was never here when that happened. Exactly. And, Eagle was and it was so good. So I, I, I know, I know about Doomlord because you had the opportunity. Mikon. How how does uh, Ian Ian Kennedy down there oh, look at that? Mm. I'm gonna be honest. It smells good. No, not as no, good as the. Nothing, no, no, not as not as <sighs> not as good as the. And you've kept this too pristine, mate. You're not caught my cold, have you? That's what it is. No, it in, uh, never bring something like that again. I put, okay? it, I put it in the bag too quickly. Yeah, you must have. Yeah. Just I should have left out the bag for a good seventeen years <laughs> and then bought bags. I mean, like that I is. Mean, that, be wrong, that is that is pristine. Live in the attic for a year or so. Bring it down. Maybe mm. live in the bathroom. So it gets a little bit of humidity. I see. No. And then outside in, in the sun. So that just gives the... Do you know, there's somebody selling a, a load of old Star Wars Marvel comics on eBay right now. And it's and it says something like, 
old comic, uh, excellent near mint condition, you know, some and ridiculous price. All. And you look at the photo, and, they and they're bleached, man. I'm telling you. It's like black and white. It's actually quite interesting how it's managed to happen. It's like a just like the cover, except all the colour's gone. And it's just black and white. Mm. And I actually thought, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> and also, they're acting like they don't seem to know this. They're just putting it up as a near mint comic. Oh, know? yeah, well, they... Yeah, they will... I'll send you like a link to look at them and yeah. see what you think. Because they'll say that because they'll say, "Oh, I haven't touched it." Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not Yeah, I'm I mean, I've got another ten. They all seem to be coloured in on the front, but you know, <laughs> I just. Yeah. So Eagle was a great comic back then. Yeah. Ah, Doom Lord Dan Dare. There you go. One of the things I'd miss. Yeah. It's got the diagrams of how things work. You know. Yeah, they always had the diagrams like that, and you went into the machinery and battleships and submarines yeah. and fighter jets. Manix, that was great as well. He was a like a spy, but he was a cyborg. Mm. Bam, bam, bam. And, you know, had, and it was the whole Bionic Man. You know, he'd take off the bit, and there was all the electronics. And you, you all know that that Batman was uh, Batman th- sports. <coughs> he went through yes. some trouble. There's the oh, rain. Yeah, there we are. He went through some problems, and he decided to try and find the right way to fight crime and, okay. he, and he was sitting in that room do you remember in, in the famous scene they put in year one and all that yes and waiting for the sign and then the, bat, the symbol the, the bat came in a mm-hmm. sign that's it I'll be, I'll be the like, like a bat mm-hmm. just think how different things would have been if that's yeah. what happened <laughs> okay so this is this is a version where a similar thing happened but but the guy was sitting waiting and somebody threw a brick through the window. Louis <laughs> <laughs> Stringer's brick man. <laughs> well, lucky it's that sort of brick. <laughs> Love it. No, this is Louis Stringer is, is really good. He's really funny, and he gets loads of work, and uh, still, still gets loads. He used to do like the Fantastic Four Hundred for for Marvel UK, and you still get them now. If you get a kids comic now, he's still in them. Because of this style, it's accessible, and so they still use it. So this is the this is kind of this style, and it's men call me the mad cobbler. <laughs> so he's he's kind of uh, do you know what he's kind of. Brick girl, brick girl. <laughs> Chapter two, brick girl bounces in. That's it. Amazing. And so his lair is called the shit house. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know it's actually uh, it's actually readable by kids. That's another thing. Oh really? Oh yeah. It's not like full of swears and, and all uh-huh. that. Um and he's got like his pals in it, his guest strips here. Look, Dave Gibbons got a page. <laughs> oh my god. Rambrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is well worth a look, guys. You, you'll enjoy this. <laughs> That is just amazing. The way but you set that up was brilliant. Well, it was it was Lou Stringer the seven. But that, that was good though. Imagine Batman had been there and he just Kevin O'Neill. Wow. I just got the latest and last League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in the post today. All right, okay. The last issue ever. So I've actually I'm going to sit with all six of the issues and read them. I'm going to put time aside and I'm that. hoping they're going to come in a book or something oh it will be I think they've already solicited it, the collection of it because then yeah because half the rest so I, had a, I had a quick flick through 
There's always so much, re- yeah. so many references, and, and I'll not say anything. I'll not say anything. Is that the? Uh, I know that that might be the last Alan Moore, but is that the last Kevin O'Neill as well? Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that. He stopped. Well, I'm disappointed at because I thought he was going to go right back to martial law as soon as he was finished with it. I was assuming that. I didn't even think of that. That would have been great. Because I, I, do you know what? I'm realising what put that in my mind. Speaking to Pat Mills and saying, "Are you doing any more martial law?" You know. And he's like, well, yeah, I would like to, but you know, he's so busy with the league, and and uh, and that was like ten years ago, and he's been doing it, and he's finished it. So I, I'm realising now in my mind, I thought, right, as soon as the league's done, he'll be going back to martial law. Maybe he will. It would be good to get more martial law. And what's the, the black Mills. legend with with Kevin O'Neill? Is he the only artist that he's? Oh yeah, I think what the code, the the, uh, the the American, the American yeah. code. Uh, he they, breaks the, the 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 comics code just the way that he draws things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Not he, that he draws something rude. Just no, the way that he draws things no, that just breaks the code. They just banned him. They just. Banned. And it was like no Ferreira had in particular. No, we can't have drawings that look like that. You know, that, the, the moral the, the moral fiber. Hmm. So the legend goes. No wonder. Yeah. They, no wonder everybody ended up ditching the comics code. Because they're just like, oh, what a joke. <laughs> Like Higgs. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. There you go. So, uh, that's man. That is really good. I hope you like that. That's a cool one. I like that. The eagle. Mm, okay. <laughs> but that is. Invisible, <laughs> invisible boy. What's your grade, man? Invisible boy didn't get An you. An emphasis on it being British. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel like there needs to be that now. Blue Stringer's Benny Hill comic. <laughs> you know, and when they did Brickman, mm-hmm. yeah, around about, I'm sure they did uh, when Batman Begins came that fall. I'm sure he did a Brickman Begins comic quite, quite soon after it. Oh my, brilliant! Brickman Begins. I'm sure I remember seeing that and going, "No, there's Brickman again." Brickman Begins. <laughs> Well, you go there. Okay, I've got another one. <gasps> oh, <laughs> and have you thought you could smell the naughty? Boy, oh boy, this is pure wizard this and is chips. Wizard and chips. Crazy comedy. Yeah, where are we now? Fifth of May, nineteen seventy-nine. Oh, wow. my first birthday. You kidding? No, this was on that's my first birthday. Jesus, that's amazing. I was one year old on that day. I feel like I should give you this, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> going to take a bite out of it but no well uh, I've already taken a bite out of it <laughs> like it's barely hanging on oh dear. how much was that this was uh, nine pence oh man uh, every Monday said oh, oh, snake and how much has I've been on now it's like it's two and three or is it yeah I think so oh, right so we've got a lot of good stuff in here Audible uh, Lord's Champ great now why did I bring this I'll tell you because in it we have none other than Super Dad. Super Dad. Oh no. my gosh. No, this is uh, this com this story always I remember went the same way. You'd see his son. His son was always uh, misbehaving, right? So what's he saying here? Most kids seeing a waitress staggering along like that would give her a hand. Not me! I'll give her a foot instead, snigger! <laughs> <laughs> Trip tripped her up, right? So easy. Be shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I know he sound effects shatter crash tinkle. Time I was leaving. 
and hiding behind a lamppost. I remember Superdad in his secret identity was always hiding behind a lamppost. So like he would be it was quite a nice wee drawn trick. See these things stick with you when you're a kid, yeah. eh? You're like that's not possible, you know. <laughs> but you like it. So what so he's thinking Time I was leaving, says the wee guy. And time I was going into action. Invisibly, of course. So there he is, uh, lifting up the roundabout. He's, he's always up to some crazy routine. Look, he's picked up a whole kind of magic roundabout from a fairground here. Went up into the hills. Hee hee, what a simply super pottery wheel. He's using it as a pottery wheel and made a massive teapot. Time to take a pot shot at my offspring. Like so, poof, plop. <laughs> we never even killed that guy. <laughs> and then look, he's, his ass is sticking out the teapot handle. Whack, whack, whack. He's yeah, giving I, him a I good don't think that would yeah? be published nowadays. No, it's corporal punishment. I, I, no, I'm so to kids. No, I mean, it would happen nowadays. No, no, listen, to listen, Mike, you'll like this. No, to palm him off. Now to palm him <laughs> off, Mike. But six are the best. What's my bell? One, two, three, four, five, six. And one for the pot. Snigger. <laughs> That's the funnest. Look, now the punishment is finished. I'll time to take a blow. And he blows in and <laughs> shoots him out. I mean, it's like total abuse. He's totally <laughs> using his superpowers to kick this his son in. Sometime later. Looks like a boxer dished out some punishment to you. Me old China. <laughs> Fancy going out week after week getting into trouble. You must be potty. <laughs> Splutter. I remember, I, I'm sure there was a super dad and, and the punishment he did for that was, I remember he got hold of him and he threw him into outer space. <coughs> and I don't remember him bringing him back. He just they threw him out to space and then it was like some funny thing at the end and that was it. So, there you go, a, a British superhero, a dad, beating up his <laughs> son that is very badly and nasty as well. I mean, that waitress is carrying loads of cup, uh, loads of plates, cups and everything, and he just trips her up just for a laugh. I guess, you know, you can only blame the pair. He's acting like that. So have a look no, at he's that. Only, he's wait, on. Wait till you get a smell of that, guys. That's, oh, that's the real stuff. He's only acting like that because his dad's beating the shit out of him with a teapot. And exactly. It sat him on the cover for black eye and bruises. <laughs> no, that's Wizard and Chips on the cover. That was funny as well, that comic. It was all, you always had the idea it used to be two comics or something. Yeah, it? Never and it was. never was. It was no. always. And, it, and I'm sure it says like. The rivalry between the two rivalry, comics. The rivalry, yeah, you've yeah. heard about all this, yeah. Yep. And it was like you would take it out and keep one or the other. Yeah. Nobody did that. I just kept all of it. Wizard and chips. Did you draw on the uh, guy, the champ's face? Put a pair of glasses and a moustache. I might have done. <laughs> I drew. I used to draw hair on them, and yeah, yeah. I did. I, I was always quite involved in my comics, yeah. adding things to them and colouring them in. And did you do that? Did any of you guys like draw all over yeah. your comics oh, yeah, when you were a kid? Oh. I drew on some of my Mr. Men book covers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. For some reason, they all had weapons. Wow. They, they all had like swords and guns and shields. 
because they were all going to go into battle at some point and okay. Mr Bump was their leader because oh, he yeah. was my favourite Mr Man and, uh, a bit of an accident prone leader though can no. you just remind me what was the name of your psychologist as you were growing up uh, <laughs> Colonel Schwartz <laughs> <laughs> pan me off <laughs> <laughs> super dad I mean there you go it's funny how he keeps his bowler cap on yeah it adds to the sort of British uh, feel doesn't it often British people have got bowler hats on very Mary Poppins yeah Mary Poppins Joe <laughs> is that the there's another one I'm waiting on the, the oh no you crack the, just crack on just crack on I'm waiting on you reacting to the odour I'll disappear so mm-hmm. crack on but don't crack off oh that's gone, David, huh? I, I kid you not. Yeah, that's that one's the real deal. This one smells like, oh my god, childhood. One hundred. Oh, I'm actually getting a wee bit emotional. Yeah, this. you need a tissue or anything. Yeah. Oh, that smells like I had a chest. <laughs> all my, the all the hankies have been used from the previous antics. <laughs> I had a chest in my room that was just filled with books in size order. And the minute you would open it, you would just smell the paper as soon as you opened it. It had a lot of beanos and stuff in it, and no, honestly. It is. That's it. That's the exact smell. That comic smell. 1979 vintage. I'm five years old. (laughs) (laughs) It's Feth. I'm five years old. It's Feth. You got the memories of the little plastic frog on the cover of the beano. Yeah. Can we go another one there? What is that? This is... Um, there was Nigel Otterlowney who did Spleno yes which this was an excellent yeah he also yes yeah he, he's interesting yeah he's got two lines to his career he does stuff how good is that the, the Bino that smells of childhood right yeah there. man I'm telling you that's why I was waiting to hear the reaction that to me reminds me Athanas Belikas because it was the same type of Paper. Mm-hmm. And my first Avengers Marvel comic smell like this. That comic yes. smell. Champion. Okay. <laughs> 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 that was good, honey. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. This is becoming quite a steamy mm. session, this. Yeah. I'm the least guilty culprit, I feel. Get out. Yeah. Get out. That's it, get out. That's the last straw. Uh, sorry. So, he did a... Uh, he did Spinal, and then he did this one. Weak as I am. In the same style, a lot of the same kind of humour. The adult I don't humor. know if you remember that, yeah. Um ridiculous over-the-top violence in the middle of it, you know, which you can get away with because of the style he's drawn it in. And they... Uh, it's, it's got superheroes in it. And, but then a lot of them are turning bad. They get overtaken by this force and turn evil and want to start killing everybody. <clears throat> so, you know, a lot of humour. I mean, if you like the style, you'll go for it. I don't mm. know if you read Spleenum last time. No, I I think he is like I always think if I have to say he's like a British one of Peter Bad or something. Really? Yeah, he's like one of these underground you know, we're we've not got no direct analogy to like that kind of scene. Mm. Those kind of characters. that's how I view him. And he, he's done all of this comic 
It's quite a sizable story. There he is. So yeah, I'd recommend that. I remember the, go. I remember the stuff before uh, yeah. Splino. It was um, him sitting with the the girl. It was the girl that he's cheating on his That's wife right. with, yeah. and then she ends up yes. with the same girl well, and cheating yeah. on him. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That was really good. It was the one where he's like, he's, he's like, she's like, keep talking dirty to me or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's getting dirtier and dirtier with her and then he says like, you're so fat. And then the next one was That's just right. them sitting on the bed That's and she's right. just crying. Yeah. He's like, oh, too far. She's like, yeah, talk nasty to me. Do it, do it. Yeah, and then he yeah, says, you fat you're pig fat. or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, that breaks it. Yeah, the oh, next no. page is just like her weeping and him being like, yeah. oh no. And it's funny because he, he is still... He doesn't know that his wife knows that, uh, yeah. that this affair's going on. And remember, he goes back home and he's playing with the kids and all that. And the wife's sitting there going, "It's quite good when your husband's like feeling guilty because he's having an affair. He's, he's spending time with the kids and all that. <laughs> so he's sitting thinking that. That's quite good." Um, this week as I am, yeah, I remember when I saw that and I saw it was superheroes and all that. I must admit, I thought, oh, "What's he doing a lot for? He should do more of the." what he did before but it's still good because the first one had like a load of time travel stuff in it right. so he's obviously interested in that so I'd recommend that and the spin on before it you know. yeah hmm. I see and it's a good take on superpowers and all that very good so there you are that's, that's my last <coughs> one we select in there yeah mm. have you got stuff right. there Mike yeah I'm going to talk about Thanos and Big Barda Alright, okay, oh, there's always time for that. <laughs> <laughs> but while while oh, I'm gonna kill you this. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna show you the very first two thousand AD I ever Ooh. got. Nice. Oh, yeah, okay. Flesh. Wow, flesh. Saw the cover and thought, whoa. Of course. Big it's, what, it's, it's not the first version of Flesh, it's the um one of the uh the sequel well one of the rehashes to it. Uh-huh. Oh the artwork is fantastic. The Judge dinosaurs are drawn brilliantly. Judge Dredd Batman. Oh no, that's Judge Dredd and the... Uh, no, but I'm saying the same artist. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's this guy, he's, he's, the law, he's another lawman. The Marshal, that's it. Judge Dredd versus well, no, the it's Marshal. Not. It's Sean Phillips. S. Phillips. Yeah. Sean, Sean Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. Oh my God. So Judge Dredd is one of the... One of the guys, uh, one of the people I would refer to as a British superhero, not for the fact that he's based in uh, a modern version of New York, but for the fact that he was created in Britain by people living in Britain who kind of spent a lot of their lives in America, but they were, they did come back here. It's got all these funny little things like, you see the two judges here? One of them's called Laurel and one's called Hardy. 2000 AD in general... So that includes Judge Dredd and all the other characters here. Like in Flesh. Are all of them superheroes? Uh, this lady here was brought up by Tyrannosaurs. And okay, when we're going to ask the, the question again. Brutality. <laughs> are they, are they any of these superheroes? She'd be a super villainess. But anyway, that's, that's no, not I the just thing. Said, it's, uh, you said 2000 AD in general. So yeah, uh, not all. But in general, you think of the characters like Judge Dredd, who you would refer to as a superhero. Senes, I would accept that mm. as a superhero. Ah. See, I wouldn't put Judge Dredd as a superhero. I would say I've said that one, but not Judge Dredd. Or Flesh. Or Nicolai Dante. Or ah. Sinister Dester. 
Yeah, because uh, um, Rogue Trooper. No, 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 Sam Slade here. But, but Zenith, that is in that magazine that you brought. Yeah. Uh-huh. Zenith, yeah. I would, I would accept that one. Ah, uh, because I got, I, I picked this one out because it had Rogue Trooper on the cover. Um, but there's also the likes of Judge Anderson. I would class her as a superhero. Maybe more so. She has okay. power. Has powers. Yeah. You know. She's badass. Uh, Had a nice yeah. arse. <laughs> you know, by the time we're accepting Batman as a superhero, it's no rec- prerequisite to have superpowers. Yeah. No. But it's not just that element, which is what I said earlier on. For the superhero, superhero, superhero genre, there have to be certain elements there. Not all of them, but you have to take certain boxes. I guess just Red could count, but just purely on the basis that he is capable of super heroics. Mm. Not necessarily powers or anything, but he does have he does have a, a, a costume per se. Yes. He is capable of superior strength. Does he have um, a double identity? A no. secret identity. No, yeah, that's yeah. the thing people didn't really want. But technically, really. because if you if we've never never seen him, seen him he's mm. uh, Elmo off, yeah. Mm. Um, um, uh, this, this one here's <laughs> got Sinister Dexter on the Thor? cover. Donald Blake's been written out for years. Ah, but, but Thor, when he's put into this world, he's like Superman. He looks like a normal human, or very well toned human. There's no double identity about him anymore. But he's super, uh, super strong. He's got all those powers. I don't know if the double identity is really a really most, a prerequisite for. Uh, well, most of them do. I get that. Most of them do. But things, things like Thor or even Captain Marvel. Fantastic Four don't. Hmm. No, Fantastic Four don't. They were right off the bat as well. I got more Judge Dredd. This is Judge Dredd's actual magazine. So that's it. There's certain boxes you have to tick. Not all of them, but certain boxes. Batman doesn't have superpowers, but he has secret identity. How about this character? Slane. Now, Slane has superpowers, but he doesn't necessarily need a secret identity. In fact, he's probably more than happy to spread his identity for everyone to know. And this one was actually a poster. Comic poster. Is that Pat Mills? Uh, Possibly, but I'll, I'll let you guys see the poster first. There we go. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Power. Power. Power 93. Slain. Power 93. Do you know, I think that's just, just about the time I was kind of dumping 2080. Was it? 1993, yeah. Power. And then the last uh, 2080 I've got. There's another one with lots of Judge Dredd. Well, it's a winter special, mm-hmm. so whoever wants to take a chill thrill. Power ninety three. What? Who's power? It's not written anywhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a name for the uh, poster series. No, it's at the bottom. Mm-hmm. The end. Power ninety three. It's like the artist. <coughs> oh wait a minute. Well, you'd have to say in the official version of these things, Mike. I think people tend to accept Zenith as a superhero, and that's it. Mm. From 2080. Chris Power. I think. 
So you have to join me in the doghouse outside uh, for bringing in the wrong thing. I have never read, (laughs) never read Zenith, believe it or not. So I don't know anything about Zenith's powers. British superheroes, it was a difficult topic to get. Yeah. Because I I was tempted uh, to bring in the Watchmen, something like the Watchmen, seen as... Uh They, they were created by a British person, but they're all based in America. And yes. they're based from... Oh, Dermot Powers. Actually, they're well, copies of name, yeah. American mm. superheroes yeah. that already existed at that time. And Charlton the, Comics. There's probably lots of characters that have been made by... Invented and written by uh, British authors and artists. Well, that's where... Do you know what like, I like just read, but they're not based here. It's funny, I thought that was where you were going to go with it. Mm. I thought you were going to... I honestly thought you were going to... Um, go with people that created superheroes but were yeah. sort of British and, and also there's the Transformers uh, mm-hmm. uh, Simon um, was it Furon? Furman, Furman, Furman the, yeah, the guy yeah, I met in Furman, Glasgow yeah. who yeah. was really really nice he did so many British Transformer comics and yeah. American uh, fans do find a distinction between the British ones and the American ones Including sarcasm, which is very popular in the, the the British ones and certain characters in particular. Mm. So it's like, would I have included them as well? So um, it's it's a bit of a difficult one because we don't have any really big studios here that are keeping British artists and art and authors based in Britain. So we we can't really say, well, that's solely British. That's solely British, except mm-hmm. for like the Fleetway, uh, who did two thousand AD or so. I can hear Thor getting angry at me. Yep. But that's that's what I was saying at the beginning. It's it's a difficult because superhero is an American. Mm. Yeah, genre. and a lot, a lot of our best talents go over so to then, America to so work the, in those companies. To try to to make it, it, it was a, a hard one. So probably the, the truly banana man. That certainly mm-hmm. you know, some of the examples that like mm-hmm. Invisible Boy. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> some of these things are just uh, too sophisticated. <laughs> and, you know. That's amazing. Invisible but, yeah. Boy has no problem, but Judge Dredd, you have to struggle. <laughs> No, 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 I I put an exception in Bison Boy there, so I did make my complaint clear too. So, But anyway. Okay. He's invisible. Yeah, he has powers, I agree with you. Uh-huh. As a superhero, yeah. Yeah. He's British. Okay. The only other one. It's a sequential story, yeah. <laughs> a sequential yeah. image. So, are you going to buy the collection when it comes out? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the film. <laughs> Cheers. There's only one more <coughs> oh. that I had to mention. <laughs> Next week, Scottish superheroes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <coughs> okay, that's going to be interesting. Salter. Is it promise? Oh, yeah, Salter. Salter, British superhero. There you go. Mm. I uh, don't know. I think, I think maybe the creators of Salter might prefer having a separate Scottish uh, session rather than put them in with. British. Where the fuck else would you manage Possibly. to do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other one I was going to mention was uh, Dan Butcher's Vanguard. Vanguard, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is, is all superhero and all British. Uh-huh. Um, but it's that actual, that kind of team Vanguard yeah. gets disbanded, you know, like an issue or two in. And okay. they all either, there's, <coughs> there's some mega deaths, there's... There's team members Megadeth. going to, yeah, going to other, yeah, not just Megadeth, Megadeth, Megadeth. But there's uh, they go to other teams and everything as well, and right. then it, it then goes into 
you know, into the future and everything as well. Yeah. And it's all over the place. Yeah, oh, it's it's great though. Mm-hmm. I really love it. I do like that stuff. I've actually got that in hard copy, but my mate is currently borrowing it, so right. I couldn't bring it with me. So, but that's you know that's the the team at the at the start. It's a funny team. Mm. That the reminds back. me, there's a Scottish a, werewolf in one of the. A Scottish werewolf. No, that guy at the back though, with the, with the believe it or not, the ginger tash <laughs> is Scottish. Right. There's there's uh, a Scottish hey, werewolf in one of the uh, <laughs> the X Men <laughs> stories. That's what I'm thinking of. The Scottish werewolf in one of the X Men stories. Right. Um, I, I, I came across her in the encyclopedia uh, Marvel characters. <laughs> Wishbane, I think, or some, something like that, something odd. Ah, that's a uh, Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane. <laughs> Wolfsbane from The New Mutants. Yeah. Oh, that's the it. Scottish girl. Yeah. See, I'm not mad. I'll yeah. show you the most recent one as well, just so okay. you can see the difference in art. Because, you know, there's been a lot of time since the first issue and the, uh-huh. the last one. I'm just kind of stepped up a wee bit. Uh-huh. A lot more a lot more confident in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But now it's in like now it's in the future and they're doing like it's jumped. Yeah. It's doing like games and stuff that are almost like running man and stuff like that with superheroes and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's a nice that's a nice laid out page actually. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that like a load of T V screens at the bottom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um mm-hmm. with yeah. each character I, on yeah, the yeah. screen, yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. One of the characters I was thinking about but which I didn't didn't bring was Granville. Yeah, there you go. So would you class LeBrock? He's just like um, he's just like, uh, like Sherlock, a heavy, Sherlock Holmes, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, it's, he's, he's like a yeah, he's, he's like more a Sherlock detective. Holmes, yeah, because yeah. re- yeah, it's, it's you feeling a bit rejected now? Yeah, because Batman's a detective. <laughs> yeah, but we said costume, mm. double identity, certain, certain, certain. Uh, See, see that thunder? That's Thor angry at everyone in this room except for me. Yeah? Yeah, no, I said it's he was. Favourite. I said he was a superhero but didn't have a double identity. He's a god. Mm. He's not even a superhero, he's a god. Mm. We're doing superheroes. He actually he's had a few mortal identities. I don't know if he was the most famous mm. one, but he's had a few more after that. Yeah. But. I mean, he's Jane Foster now. Yeah. Well, strictly speaking, no, Jane Foster has the. Uh, has the power of Thor, but no. the worthiness. No, it's Thor. No, no, no. It's Thor. And it's, it's been Thor. called Thor. No, it's but Thor. But there's unworthy Thor. Thor, who's like the linear uh, individual. That's it, man. That's it. She's Thor. That's what it is. If you can lift Mjolnir, you become Thor. Thor. Although... Now, it doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, or a frog. Although... Peter A. Bell. <laughs> although, as... Lauren quite rightly pointed out being on an outside perspective today. That's fucking stupid. It's just right. Wait a minute. She goes, that's fucking... Wait a minute. That's fucking stupid. That'd be like me putting on a beard and glasses and saying, now I'm Tom. And I went, actually, that's a strange way of looking at it. She goes, if somebody... What was it she said? Thor's his name. Mm -hmm. You can't become... Thor like you can become Captain America. She goes, you know, because Captain America is still Steve Rogers. So the Captain America thing can go anybody. But Thor's Thor. You can't then turn around and then be like, well, no, I'm Thor. I used to it's think like, about that when I was like a It's like not kid. like a code name. And I went, oh, yeah. Because it used to be written on the hammer. 
Mm. Whoever picks this up is Maybe Thor. Maybe the power of Thor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then but not, Thor, think, not become Thor. Not right. suddenly take the identity of the man Thor. I remember putting that out of my mind. I didn't like that when I was a kid. I thought, wait a minute, anybody picks up this... If... And I would go... And I'd think... I didn't like where my brain was going there. And I used to go, okay, no, we're going to forget if about If it's that. worth it. Because that was the, that was the key point. Because not everyone could lift but it I up. think the point was, if somebody else did turn up to be worth it. I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want that story where somebody else was being Thor now. Even the Hulk. No, the, the Hulk's not Thor. He he, no. he did about it, mm. but no, um, never quite. But no, she was reading all the, you know, all the new news and everything about the films, and she's like, Hawkeye, I get. She's like, that's a code name. Anybody could be Hawkeye. She's uh-huh. like, nobody can be Thor. And then she gave that analogy of... Yeah, you thought, good point. Yeah, but I, I, yeah. I, I literally was a way to come back and went, I mean, that makes sense. It's like, you kind of just put on, you know, I'll, I'll dress up like them, now, now I'm them. Yeah, like, but the she, fact is... Um, she said that would be like Sam Wilson, who's Captain America, not saying that he's Captain America, and going, well, now I've got the shield and everything, I'm now Steve Rogers. It's like, what? Yeah. It's the same basic principle as, well, now I'm Thor. Like, well, no, you have the power of Thor, but you're not Thor. You're now Spartacus. somebody else. You know, make somebody... up another name entirely, but no, you're not Thor. When it happens thought, to be that any, <laughs> anybody that picked up the hammer she was raging. had the power that. of Thor. Mm-hmm. The fact that it was Thor that had done it was really quite a coincidence, wasn't it? When you look at it that way. But he only got it after mm. the fact. But he, what, he wasn't called Thor before that. Well, well I thought he's... the whole thing was he got banished. Yeah. It's so like, Blake, he was called Thor before he got the hammer. He was yeah. Thor Odinson. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Odinson. then, and so, then he got the hammer, and then Odin put the enchantment in the hammer. Yeah. Mm. He or she who lives it yeah. is worth it. So would Thor came have the first. power of Thor. Yeah. So Thor came first. Then he was, the hammer. He was so, so very so arrogant with the power right. and his punishment. Odin yeah. uh, cast him onto the uh, uh, Midgard. Like, so and really he became Jim, he became Donald Blake. So but he was Jim, always destined to get that enchanted cane to turn himself back into Thor. So Jane Fo- Foster now mm. is in the place that Donald Blake was in before. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So 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 Natalie Portman should pick up that hammer and turn into Chris whatever he's called. Uh, rumor <laughs> rumor has it that Natalie Portman is is in discussion to be in. Uh, uh, as Lady Thor. It's not discussion. Yeah. That's it's cold real, isn't it? Ah, okay. I thought she wasn't in one of the more recent Thor films, and she yeah. was going to be in it, but then she wasn't in it. Yeah, and she, yeah she Did that in. happen? Yeah, she, she was not. She's not been in the last. Well, she invited to be in it and meant no. Yeah, Thanks. because there was a bit of a there was so a bit of a fight. There was a bit of, in the next one. Yeah, there was a bit of a fight going on with uh-huh. her and Marvel Studios because she had an argument with them that did she go that were shite. No, Patty you fooled me. Well, pa- Patty Jenkins was meant to be, you know, Wonder Woman's director. Right. She was meant to be directing the Dark World. Oh, okay. But she, didn't. but she got booted, and somebody else got brought on, and she went, "Ah, oh, whoa, whoa, I signed up because of Patty right. Jenkins." Yeah. Okay. I signed up to do another one because of her, and then she got Holy forced to do it anyway, and she said, "Right, I'm back. I'm, I'm out. I'm out of it. Right, That's yeah. it." She didn't want anything to do with it, and I'm assuming they then went to her and went. Look, you know, there's a cool 700 million coming towards you if you, if you do this. And she went, all right, cool, yeah, that's fine. Use the hammer, I'll, I'll be Thor, I'll be whatever you want. Fucking tell me I'm a purple elephant. I'll be a purple elephant. Ta-da! Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. interesting. I think they're going to fuck themselves anyway with this lot that's coming out. It's just reading the titles and everything, and I'm sitting going, I'm sorry, I think they're going to lose folk with this. All of us, like, I think, well, all, all the comics folk would read those titles and go, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'd go see that. But I think if you're not into, you know, Shang-Chi or... I know what you mean, but it's hard yeah. to tell, is it? I just, it just, like... Guardians I keep... of the Galaxy, man. It's true. But they were all... Even he- fucking Iron Man. But they were all heading towards something, and now that's finished. Fine, but I don't think your punter in the street knew that. I don't think your punter going to see a film, mm-hmm. and there was like a wee 30 second bit in the middle, or at the end of all of them, that tied them all together into one big thing that was going to last 10 years. I don't think anybody gave a shit about that. You know, I don't think uh, I've seen people online talking about it. How they didn't know. Yeah. In uh, 2001, one of my mates, uh, my old flatmate, came up to me and he says, uh, he says, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's another uh, Marvel comic film being made. It's one of the lesser known characters. And I was like, I was trying to give it a list. To me, that wasn't a lesser character, but to him, the guy who doesn't read comics, yeah. it was Iron Man. Sure. Yeah, yeah. and he said, he couldn't, yeah. he couldn't remember Iron Man's name until I mentioned it because I knew that they were making an Iron Man film. Yeah. yeah. I see where you're coming from, Tom, because mm-hmm. of the way they did set it up. I mean, they even called it End Game so that mm-hmm. you knew mm-hmm. it was the end. Yeah. So now it's like it's finished and now we need to end start it all two. again, you know. But I don't know if... It'll be interesting, kind of, to see... I mean, I'm amazed how they've managed to replicate the Marvel comics readers, you know, the Marvel zombie mentality to the Mm. general public. I think it's amazing. I I would have never saw it coming. I still remember, uh, you know, when I was working night shift and I was driving there and I saw the poster for uh, Infinity... All right, yeah. Avengers yeah. Infinity War. War. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit scared to say that in case it was wrong, because you know. No, I get it. And there was like thirty-five yeah. faces on it, and I just mm. remember thinking, Jesus God, that really looks like one of those Marvel covers I used to hate. Yeah. But in the nineties, where it was yeah. like, look at the fucking state of that. Who's yeah. gonna go and see that? And it's actually. Not only has it caught on, it's been a success, so it's spreading out to everything else. So you get like the Star Wars poster, there's 26 faces on it, and it's so you never know. Maybe then the way that they've kept uh, rebooting Marvel comics all the time, maybe people will buy it. Well, there's also been diminishing returns in that, and it's been slowly dying forever. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll happen as well. Yeah, I kind we'll of, I, I just kind of feel like it. After <clears throat> after reading the, well, listening, to, not reading, but listening to the untold story of <coughs> Marvel, yeah, <coughs> yeah, recently, yeah, the films are almost replicating the way the company was going with the yeah. comics. Yeah, it's like the seventies now. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. we're suddenly going to get to this point where it's going to go, nah, and people are just going to suddenly fall off like they did with the comics. Yeah. It's just going to disappear, and this whole big thing with them is just going to die. My only hope on that and all these films and they're proposing to go forward from Marvel is if they leave enough creative space for the directors, writers to get something that is uh, would be edgy or would be different, that would be the only thing that would save them. Because these are secondary secondary characters. These are series Mm -hmm. that even comic readers 
We haven't, we haven't read a comic or we don't know. There's not a Shang-Chi. There's you not know. a Blade. Fucking Blade! You know? I've so, seen a Blade uh, comic for fucking years. So that's... Well... I, I mean, I've read Blade comics by Shang-Chi, but that's, that's the situation there. Now you're looking into the Eternals. Yeah. Now, the, mm, Eternals, the Eternals, yeah. That can be quite interesting. Uh-huh. But it's a wee bit out of time. Mm-hmm. There was a time where... These sort of things were very much popular science and a little bit of historical conspiracy, yeah, yeah. aliens, chariots of the gods, chariots of the gods, and all yeah. that. With kind of that. Was it Von Daniken or whatever his uh-huh, name is? Uh-huh. And which Jack Kirby was a big fan. Yeah. But was it Graham Hancock? Uh, no. No, he did. He did no, he he did the uh, after chariots of the gods. So so yeah. So that. All depends on who they have as a director and writers and how much space Marvel gives them to work and do something in it. Because I don't think Marvel has a big plan for these movies. Mm. No, What they are no. preparing is just killing time for the next lot. Yeah, because... Which, to me, it would be fantastic for... Yeah, but that's the other thing that gets me, is this is meant to be the next two years' worth. Only two years. Yes. You know, it's... Like what? To me, six TV to me, shows, to me they are just films. Like, to me, they are just kind of filling Pumping the time for. Do you know? I, I agree with you totally. But also, what I see happening is it being very possible that it will continue to be a success. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying that it will. It will not. But no. to me, that's the way that they... you're talking about whether it's any good or not. Yeah. Now, okay, I've given up on that before they even started. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I mean, no, it just isn't any good. But um, it's interesting to look and see how successful will it be. Yeah, you know, you look at. I mean, it's like they'll say things like, "And guess what, guys? We bought the property, and the FF is coming to the MCU." And there's like thousands of people fucking screaming, dying, shitting themselves, and everything. You know, just with the idea. It's It's amazing. You know, it's fucking incredible. I'll never forget what what, there was. There was one trailer where it was like. uh, Thor was in it and, uh, and it came on I went to see someone else and Thor was there and he was stood and he turned around who the hell are you guys and it was all the Guardians of the Galaxy oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. same room and I could feel the it wasn't the excitement in the room because there was like about three people but they're so there's like so perfectly crafted that, yeah. to, that that's fucking exciting uh, yes. Chris fucking Hemsworth is it mm-hmm. yes yes he has stood there, and those guys from the Guardians of the Galaxy are in it at the same time. You know, you can feel, oh my God, anything's possible. This is amazing, you know. And it's like, they could just go on with that shit yeah. forever. You know, ten years from now, the guy that's playing Shang-Chi is going to meet the animated Howard the Duck. And you're going to piss yourself. Imagine that. That's incredible. And another thing that means it might go on forever is... People still accepting Spider-Man films. We've had like one, two, three reboots. Yeah. They're not even waiting now. It's just like, no, he's no Spider-Man now. It's somebody <laughs> else. Uh, no, no him. He didn't work. He's somebody else. And it's like every time they just go. Everybody yeah. just goes. And it's like, you know, and the amount of times you hear, I thought I was done with these. But with this next one, I think that'll be good. And you, that's all they need every fucking time. Everybody is so done. But no, wait a minute though. But that is the illusion of change. This, yeah, exactly. That's it ties in with that as well. Which yeah. is which is that Marvel they have done that absolutely right. They transform and they transpose. Yeah. 
Yeah. The spirit of the Marvel comics, which they, when they came out, it's, it's and it's what I always, I'm a big Marvel fan, and what it always was attracted to me when I started to read Marvel comics was everything happened in the same universe. Yes. In the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man Micros, and it happens, you know, the, the X-Men, the Avengers, they were all in the same place. Yeah. They were all real cities. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're in a foreign country for me, United States, etc. But that was there, that was real. And they've done it. They've done it with the films. Mm-hmm. They created the Marvel multiverse. It's been created. It's there. It's funny as well. That because is that done really, really well, especially going from the comics, which yeah. you would never, ever imagine as a kid that happening. You would be like, how? And then they've done it. They've done it perfectly well. Do you know, that was so tied into it, that the, 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 it all being one universe. That was so much a part of reading them. Because I can remember as a kid thinking every single Marvel comic was worth reading even if you read it and it wasn't any good because you've got another bit of the Marvel of the whole universe thing. and the thing is you, I look back on it now and it's you know that's kind of happening with the films now well it? it is totally and that's why it's excitement that's why yeah. it's excitement that Thor character turns and says who are you and they just look they don't even say anything that's exciting that's great and that is kind of the opposite of creativity do you know what I mean that's the opposite that's kind of editorial tying everything down everything's getting fucking tied down and it's all going to be part of this you need to thank Stanley for that yeah and you get and you get, and you get a rogue element <laughs> and, all their own and then you tie it in tie everything in nothing anything that's outside gets pulled in it's all part of the thing and it's why you you know if you've maybe it was in the Marvel Comics Untold Story but there was like Jack Kirby coming back to do Captain America yeah. and he and he his head's still bursting with the fucking ideas mm-hmm. it's all these everything that's in there yeah. he fucking made it he wasn't interested in tying it all in mm-hmm. and making sure Steve Rogers didn't pick up that cup because the, you know the beast had put it on a different table and another issue somewhere else you know so he would say that there was that famously that line and there was an alien invasion in one of the Captain America comics and Jack Kirby had, had written someone like uh you know, oh, an alien invasion, you know, this is proof of other life on Earth and everything, this is a life, a world-changing event, you know. Now, him writing that in Captain America totally negated all the previous Marvel comics for the what past. The hell yeah, so he wasn't interested in that, though, so the editorial had to change that. <laughs> yeah. And that really laid out that idea to me, that he was the creativity. Yeah. How did we end up on that? Hmm. Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Tying together. Hi, right, guys. Hi, everybody. Hey, Nando. Good to see you, mate. See you next time. Good to see you. And you. See Thank you, you very much. Thank you. send us any comments or questions or just to say hello you can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at thatcomicsmell share the podcast with your friends and followers we are on soundcloud spotify itunes youtube and most other places you find podcasts and don't forget to rate review and subscribe thanks for listening our music is by Chart Smasher, and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam, and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp.